Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So Phil, today we're going to dive into a topic that is one of your superpowers, and that is sales prospecting. You're very passionate about this topic and have developed an industry-leading training program and curriculum that includes guidance on different types of prospecting that financial professionals can use to increase their production. You have several different prospecting styles that you coach your clients on. We've previously talked about prospecting to passion and interview-based prospecting on the Sea Captain Way podcast. You also have training curriculum and workshops related to prospecting to core values, fiduciary prospecting, and testimonial prospecting. Today, we're going to talk about what you call resolution prospecting to kick off the new year. Can you explain what resolution prospecting is and what makes it different from some of these other approaches? Well, first of all, Greg, Happy New Year. Uh, right back at you. And Happy New Year to the audience of loyal followers and those that are new. This is a fresh and new time of year, hence the term resolution. And so resolution is not as much about how to prospect. It's the timing of the prospecting. And we'll touch a little bit on that today. So for those of you who have listened in on some of the other podcasts, and you know that we we work extensively on the details of prospecting so that it simplifies it for you, simplifies the language, simplifies the purpose of why we're doing it. And for those of you who may remember the gratitude prospecting that we do, which we do in November and December of each year, you know, in other words, getting in front of people who bought lots of widgets from you and thanking them for buying widgets, you know, expressing gratitude. But in addition to that, talking about your marketing plan for the following year and how you'd like to replicate them. And in that replicating, of the people that you believe are top relationships that you have in your practice, in your firm, in your company, then it's important to get out there, even if you're not prospecting, just to thank them for that. Now, gratitude is just another way of how to prospect. Resolution, now think New Year's resolution. Okay, We're thinking about now everything is fresh and new, fresh start on the year. And this is an opportunity to get in front of clients and talk with them about all the fresh new things that are going on in your world and how it will affect them. That's very important. When you talk about the vision of your firm, your practice, your sales, then you always want to have what's in the best interest of the client in mind. So resolution, which is our topic today, is all about the timing of sharing a fresh new perspective and being in front of top relationships. Okay, yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense and a great jumping off point for the new year. So I understand that many advisors like trying to engage with prospective new clients at the beginning of the year. People are still digesting and analyzing how their financial plan performed during the previous year and you know, trying to determine if they should have tried something, done something differently. This is also a time when people are trying to commit to their financial resolutions for the coming year. What are some of the ways an advisor can try to bring value to discussions with a prospective client in this context? 
Well, it, it, in this particular instance, you know, everybody wants to start out again in a new year. They have New Year's resolutions. Will they stick with it? As an advisor in this case for financial planning, it's important to be in front of clients early on to make sure what has changed with their goals. Okay. What uh, adjustments do they want to make to portfolio? But in addition to that, there's other sales, and uh, whether it's tangible sales or intangible sales, you have different discussions about what's the plan for this year. Do I know the goals of every company that I'm representing when I'm out in front of them? I'd like to know. I'd like to see what their vision is. Has it adjusted? And so in this conversation at the beginning of the year, it's just important to have feet on the street, whether you're virtual feet or, uh, or uh, moving mm-hmm. around, to really find out what's important to each client, each relationship, so that you can record that, make adjustments. How often do you want us to stay in touch with you over the course of this year? Mm-hmm. And then finally, back to the prospecting element, who should we be meeting and talking to? Mm-hmm. And do you encourage your clients, do you get family members involved in this in this planning process at the beginning of the year or at any other point in the year? I know some advisors call it multi-generational planning. When Do you loop family members in or is that, do you try to keep it to a head of the family type of conversation for the most part? Well, again, the bulk of the work that we do is with financial advisor sales. So mm-hmm. so the conversation about looping in family is pretty critical and important mm-hmm. because key relationships matter. It could be attorneys. It could be accountants. Whoever is involved in decision-making needs to be included. Now, do they need to be involved in the resolution conversation? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be more involved during action items. But okay. if they're involved in the goal planning, then they should be there. Okay. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of people try to commit to making a New Year's resolution about improving their finances. Fidelity Investments releases an annual New Year financial resolution survey. And the most recent one I saw said that 67% of those surveyed were considering a financial resolution for the new year. New Year's resolutions often go by the wayside. You know, A recent article in Forbes said most people stop committing to their New Year's resolution before the end of February. <laughs> right. Um, So what do you recommend to your prospects and your clients that they do to help them better stick to their New Year's financial resolutions so they can try to achieve their goals? Well, that's a cool question because it is so common, whether it's health regimen, whether it's uh, eating, diet, whether it's uh, financial planning, it's no different. And so one of the important elements here is against frequency of contact. Mm -hmm. Do they have a coach that's working with them? In other words, people are more likely to continue to work out if they have a personal trainer, right? So accountability, we've talked about this before, accountability is about either respecting the person you're accountable to or, quite frankly, paying for it, investing in it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm paying for a, finan- or a financial advisor, let's say fee-based, well, now I've got a reason to commit. I used an example early on about a concierge physician who mm-hmm. said to me, Bill, you know, I'm 58 now. Do you want to be 260 pounds at 60 years old? Now, I'm in the best shape of my life, but I was 260 still. Okay. Pretty big dude, you know, liked my groceries when I was a kid, that type of thing. And so 
what I'm sitting on at, at 260, I say, you know, I don't really like it. And that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Now I said, okay, what am I going to do about it? Well, I started working on just the intake valve, taking in less uh, portion mm-hmm. control, things of that nature, mm-hmm. behaving a little bit more uh, with regards to some of the bad choices I make. And then all of a sudden, 20 pounds came off. Now, I look back on that, and I know I'm not really disciplined in my health regimen. I am structured in it. I have to be held accountable. So Mm -hmm. personal trainers I would use, for example, don't need it as much now, but I did. But with the doctor, do you think if I'm not paying that concierge physician a fee each year to be proactive in my health regimen, do you think I would have lost that 20 pounds Mm -hmm. last year? No, it it seems like the outside input is effective. It is. And the fact that I'm investing in it. And so now I'm like, why am I investing in something that I'm not going to do? So that's the benefit of things like fee-based planning. That's the benefit of having a concierge physician. That's the benefit of having a personal trainer is you stay with your resolutions longer. And so Mm -hmm. we we at Sea Captain, we just know this. We know that... uh, We are the power for good with many of our clients beyond just good tactics, good sales Mm -hmm. technique, and things like that. Yeah, I have the trainer that helps me. I was in the same boat where I was trying to lose weight, and I just thought, you know, I'll come, I'll spend more time in the gym, I'll, you know, do extra days. And he finally said, you know, it's it's gonna, it comes down to nutrition. He's like, until you change your eating, he he said, essentially, you're not going to exercise your way out of this. You know, you need to. It, it is the intake. So that's right. Interesting. And, so are there common mistakes that you see people make who are unable to stay committed to their resolutions as maybe a different way of asking the same question? <laughs> well, I use this phrase, how often do you spend time with your money? Like it's a relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how often do you spend time with your money? It's sort of like how often do you spend time with your spouse or kids? Mm-hmm. So if you don't spend a, at least 30 minutes a month with your money, it's going to leave you from inattention. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in other words, there has to be a structure around it or a discipline, or as we talked about, an accountability around it. And so, but you have to pay attention to it because it's just like a, it's like a baseball team. It's not winning. It's hard to look each day. Well, I used to say it's hard to look in the paper, but now that doesn't really, uh, that's not really evolved. It's all digital, but it's hard to look at the box scores when your team's not winning. And so if your financial picture doesn't look good, your net worth doesn't look good, your, your budget is hemorrhaging, it's hard to look at it, but that's actually yeah. the time you should be. And so mm-hmm. resolution is all about setting up these structures and uh, it's no different for prospecting. Am I consistently getting in front of my top relationships, sometimes with an agenda, sometimes not. Because one of the gifts of having a non-agenda meeting, in other words, where there's no selling involved, relationship-based only, is that the client realizes, you know, this is not just about me buying something or moving something every time we talk. And what advisors don't do, salespeople don't do, is they don't invest enough time in that. They don't do the softer elements. They don't Mm -hmm. get with their centers of influence long enough or often enough. Mm -hmm. And then they end up uh, wondering why they don't get their call returned. So Mm -hmm. these are things in the resolution element. I'm going to go through some language in a little bit 
on resolution, but it's really about the relationship and being active and managing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have that. I have that in my business too, where people will put off, you know, putting effort into their marketing plan. And then, you know, they do, you know, we call it like desperation marketing where they're trying to, to create a miracle. And it's like, you know, the, the horses are out of the barn and you've kind of waited too long to, uh, you know, try to get ahead of this. So I totally get that. Or somebody else all of a sudden, you know, if the back door open and the wolf's in there mm. and all of a sudden right. now you're reactive in everything mm-hmm. because they, they, they're bringing an idea and you say, well, I could have done that. Well, mm-hmm. that's too late. Right. So you're a big fan of a book called The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. And one of the core tenets of the book is that advisors should look at their sales goals more like a CEO who uses four 12-week segments to forecast out the year. Now, I know in your coaching, you mentioned that most salespeople make a linear plan when forecasting sales and that every month should have the same production. Your view is that this puts the advisor on difficult footing from the very beginning of the year and creates, you know, as you mentioned, a reactive cycle meaning that they're in a constant state of feeling like they're playing from behind all year long. Why do you think it's an effective strategy for your clients to follow this quarterly mindset and place special emphasis on the fourth quarter of the year? Well, first of all, yeah, I am a big fan of 12-week year. And interestingly enough, I had not read the book and I was preaching CEO mindset in my Mm -hmm. coaching only Mm -hmm. to find somebody said, uh, well, it sounds like you're talking about 12-week year. And I'm like, well, I really didn't know. And, oh, okay. uh, and so I ended up reading the book and I'm like, holy cow, this is terrific. And yeah. so I'm a big fan. Um, sure. And what I love uh, about 12-week year CEO mindset is that you don't necessarily win every day when you're in sales. You don't even win every week, maybe not even every month. And if you're, if you're reporting on monthly results, you tend to start looking behind you and saying, I failed here, or I didn't live up to my expectation. Now, what CEO mindset does is it, it says, look, you still have two more months in this quarter to win. So fix your problem. Make your halftime adjustments. You can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can't mm-hmm. lose it. And, uh, and so what is important is spending the time to make the adjustments and then have a strategy to win. And so 12-week years is about those segments and making the most of them, mapping them out, making sure that you have your personal days, vacation days already thought through, forecasted before you go into your quarter so that you're mm-hmm. not reacting. And I, I mean, I've been in so many sessions with people where they say, uh, well, the reason I had a bad month was because I was on vacation. No, that's, that's not acceptable. The reason you had a bad month was because you were reactive in the process. In other words, you knew you were going on vacation. So you knew you had eight days this month to work. Did you make the most of those eight days? That's the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then and then also say, you knew you know that vacation comes in the third quarter of the year for you. Then mm-hmm. why not adjust your outputs so that it reflects the fact you're going to be on vacation? See, that's forecasting. That's so often misunderstood with salespeople. So they always feel like they're playing from behind. Mm-hmm. And that's what we work on in the CEO mindset. And now, how does this apply to resolution prospecting? Well, if every quarter you're doing about six to eight of these relationship-based meetings, then the resolutions that were made at the beginning of the year 
the relationship, it's, it's continued reinforcement. And then as you're mm-hmm. doing the resolution prospecting, then you're also creating a client experience usually around this. That's the last piece. Mm-hmm. So the client experience becomes a real powerful part of this. In other words, mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as a gift card, but it might be something like a, a round of golf, or it might be something like an event that you want them to attend with you. These types of things that build relationship, but we, again, we tend to be in the moment and not focused on the relationship. Yeah. So while we're circling back on the topic of resolution prospecting, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about how it ties in with life event or life stage planning. I've worked with a number of advisors over the years putting together life event marketing strategies that are designed to deliver financial planning solutions for prospects and clients who are in the process of making an important life decision or or who have a meaningful change occurring in their lives. This could be getting married, you know, starting a family, job transition, business transition, divorce, or, you know, caring for an aging parent. Have you found in working with your clients that life events like these trigger newfound needs and create windows of opportunity to engage with prospects at a time when they need guidance? Yeah, life stage planning. Again, great questions today. The uh, life stage planning is an automatic, should be an automatic for these types of discussions. Can Mm -hmm. I train my client to even be proactive with me when these occur? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's ideal because if we we sometimes will miss them because we're our of frequency of contact. But in in resolution, okay, every different time there's a stage that is being achieved, a goal, if you will, it's being achieved, a stage that you're moving through, okay, mm-hmm. that should trigger resolution. That should mm-hmm. trigger the opportunity to sit down again and talk about, if anything, just what happened here. There may be grieving mm-hmm. involved, like with, a, with children going to college. There may be a loss that occurs with the death of a loved one. There could be the the estate that's now finally getting updated. There's so mm-hmm. many different elements that would then cause a relationship to engage. And then from that, a new resolution, new goals, fresh look at things. And then in turn, who else might benefit from a discussion like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my advisor clients have told me that changing life stages often have like profound financial implications on prospects and clients who are about to enter a new stage, you know, and they often need to reconsider and adjust their financial plan. You know, they say the client's in a state of change due to a life event. I, I thought, thought this was interesting. They said they almost feel, the clients feel as if they almost have permission to buy new products and services because they're mm-hmm. in this new part of their life. Has this been your experience as well, that this is something you, do you identify these opportunities to your clients and your coaching business? as an important dynamic in the relationship? Yeah. I mean, I guess the best example would be in my coaching practice, I am fully booked for 2023. Now, we have other coaches. Mm-hmm. There are conversations we can have for 2024. But the fact is that when I start to talk with people, clients of mine, and they start to say, well, I'm thinking about moving on or taking a break or whatever. Great. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'll admit, I'll probably have that meeting slot filled by the end of the day. Well, people start to realize that. Well, wait a minute. There's a lot of value here. Should I do that or not do that? Now, if it's the right thing to move on, it is. I'll be the first person to admit it as well. 
because I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to carry anybody who's not in a growth mindset. But the point is with your clients, when you get to a certain stage where you're providing them such a value beyond just a making a sale and putting a, a plan together, mm-hmm. constructing a plan, then all of a sudden you start to realize there are about a 50, 75, 100 relationships in your client base, okay, depending on if it's financial advising or maybe sales, it might be less. Mm-hmm. But you have you have more and more people that that get value they can't even understand beyond just the uh, products that you're implementing or the sure. solutions you're providing. They yeah. just they they want to they know you're walking with them, and that's a key mission piece for Sea Captain, right. as I've shared before. And that is that you know my goal with everybody I meet is to hear their story. Okay, help them put their puzzle together and walk with them to their destination. So if I'm not walking with them, I'm not standing in front of them, not directing them, I'm walking with them. And that can be extremely valuable to people, as especially as they get older, as their lives get more complex, as they grieve loss. Having somebody like that is very powerful. Yeah. That's one of the has to be one of the topping your your authenticity with your clients i i'm always just so impressed by your going beyond what uh, most financial planners do in terms of trying to impact you know your clients lives and their families lives i always just think that's awesome so i i do have i know we're getting close to time i did have one more question i wanted to ask no sea captain coaching discussion about resolutions would be complete without me asking for your perspective on how personal resolutions relate to what you call the one degree shift. Ah. You know, it's a, this is the key component of your coaching and training philosophy that advocates for how breaking behavioral patterns can help people execute their vision and achieve dynamic growth. So how does the sea captain coaching concept of the one degree shift apply to achieving success in resolution prospecting? Well, good, good question. And, and I thought I'd groove you one to you the did, end of the pipe did. shot for you the d- home run derby. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Almost like I wrote it, right, Greg? Yeah, the, uh, exactly. No, it, it, one thing that I want to be clear with the listeners on is Greg Patton prepares all of this stuff. I don't, and it's a gift, is the amount of time and energy you spend in understanding what we do at Sea Captain is powerful. I appreciate that. And uh, it matters. And and that's part of the answer here is I say this with one degree shift is I learned from one of my coaches early on that you can only help people grow into areas where you have gone. Okay. Like for if someone's going through a divorce, I haven't had that in my life, not even in with my extended family. So I haven't really understood that. So when I'm talking to somebody, I can only say, well, I can only imagine what that's like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I've not experienced it. But there's a lot of other stuff. Again, as I like to say, nobody goes dark better than me. But mm-hmm. the important piece is this one degree shift is about saying, okay, not just just do it, just pick something and go with it. Okay, it, if that were the case, it'd be very easy. This is about grieving loss, working through change, working through fear. Especially, I I use the metaphor of going into a dark room. And having to turn mm-hmm. on a light. And what I can do is I can show you how to do it the first time, but eventually I'm going to leave. Now, event- are you going to go back in that dark room again? 
that's a lot about one degree shift. It's deeply personal. There is fear around it. There is potential judgment. And in turn, what happens is people will avoid it. They just, or, or they go back into their pattern familiar, which we talked about, which is what they know, what they understand, what they're comfortable in. Mm -hmm. And so through a resolution, you have a brand new year. How do you take that on? How do you achieve in that and go through the prospecting? Because ultimately, you know, what I want to do, Greg, is if you're a valued client of mine, valued relationship, I want to replicate you. Mm -hmm. I want to replicate your core values, your Mm -hmm. character. I want to replicate potentially your income or assets if I'm talking about financial services, but I but I want to replicate the powerful things that I've come to know about you and I want you to know how I view you, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. I'm going to express a gratitude piece here. I'm going to talk about your how I see you, how I appreciate you. I just did that yep. with regards to how engaged you are in what we do. Now, yep. Over the course of the year, how often do you think your client hears that from anyone? How someone really feels about them. Somewhere between zero and none. (laughs) And so what that does is it changes this thing. Now, not everybody's comfortable with this. So shifting a one, one degree shift might be this year. I am going to have 10 conversations with relationships I value. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell them how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. That would be a wonderful one degree shift. That would be a resolution that would open up the gate for more terrific relationships where you share core values, passions, hobbies, and interests, okay? And in all likelihood, raise up your level of client. And that's Mm -hmm. what this is about. That's what resolution means. Awesome. Put a pin in it. That was, you nailed it. So I liked what you said, sharing gratitude, our conversation with our buddy Rob, when we were showing him some of the the work we had done for the uh, Mizzou athletic fundraising. And I was pre- we put a lot of effort into it. We we're done showing him. He said, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> and I said, not too bad. And you said, well, in, in South County in St. Louis, that's actually a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm from, that's a South County compliment. Okay? Not too bad. Not too bad. It means really great. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So okay. Well, I think we've got our first podcast of our of the year under our belt. Yeah. So, congrats. I think we're off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good being with you. And again, enjoy every minute of this. And and I can't wait for the guests we have this year. It's going to be an exciting year. Awesome. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way Podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.